Hello, everyone. I'm Countess of Wrestling.com, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT New Year's Evil. John, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Good, like we were talking about before we went on the air. Always good when, when it's an eventful show and there's lots to talk about. That makes our job easier, so that is good. Uh, before, we get into the, before we get into the show, I just want to remind you all, this show, like everything we do here, is available on all of our streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered, so leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate it. So, John, tonight, NXT New Year's Evil, not your, you know, standard uh, part for the course shows and more of a, a tv special like halloween havoc uh maybe not not quite a takeover but i definitely felt like one from the start we started with kind of a, a pay-per-view level um intro video package you know the, the whole nine yards uh, I, I like that made it feel like a very, a very special show um you know i i, I guess general thoughts out of the way first i thought it was a good show you know we had three title matches we had um the the riddle and msk versus imperium match to look forward to I think I think every match delivered lots of good stuff here. Some not so good stuff, but let's dive right in here because we started off with a very good match. It was Kamala Hayes facing Roderick Strong in the Championship Unification match, which was really fa- uh, framed as the North American Championship match because uh, the, even the, their official Twitter uh, page said, and still the North American champion. So it really felt more like, um, you know, uh, like, a, like a North American title match. And, but I mean, that's... And in a way, it's true, right? That's the takeaway. The title, the titles are unified. The winner is the the undisputed North American champion, Kamal Hayes. Of course, uh, wound up uh, with the victory, so he is he is the the champion now. Whether or not he's the A champion will remain to be seen. But uh, for me, ironically, this match and the main event both very very good. But they both suffered from the same problem in that the the, the result felt like a lock. Like I had absolutely no doubt heading into it who was going to win. And especially for the main event, we'll talk about it later. There were some points where I thought, okay, you know, they, they had some good near falls. They kind of made me doubt even a little bit. But by and large, I was like, as, as good as everyone here uh, involved in these matches was, so that the one one knock on it being just I really didn't feel like um, the, the the outcome was ever in question. But John, starting with this uh, this championship unification match, what did you think about this match here with Hayes uh, defeating Roderick Strong? Uh, I thought the match really delivered. Uh, I think Carmelo is, has been showing unreal talent and, and really excelling in his role, both character-wise and in ring-wise. I, I agree with your analysis of uh, Roderick Strong. It, it never felt like he had a legitimate chance to win this match. So, uh, unsurprisingly, I think it was very predictable. Although, I think the right man did win in the end. I think Carmelo was the guy that should have won. He'll continue NXT for months, maybe years, for all we know, uh, down the road. And look, we say this a lot, and, and I have to say it again because we, we've seen this time and time again. I really hope that when he does eventually make, make the jump to the main roster, it can stick. The talent, the storyline, the utilization, all that stuff. With that being said, I'm not quite sure what the future holds for Roderick Strong. Uh, he is freshly signed to a new contract just this past fall or, or summer. So he's not going anywhere as far as I can know. So Stephen Chambers is saying any truth about Strong's contract expiring soon? No, no truth. Uh, he just re-signed, I believe, for at least two years, maybe even three. So his contract does not expire soon. He would be someone that I could see making the jump to the main roster. Let's not forget that he was a solo guy before Undisputed Era when he joined them. He was a pretty good babyface, too. 
Uh, ever since then, he has been kind of floating around in the diamond mine thing. Uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, I think regardless, he'll continue to be prominent on TV. Just what show and how often remains to be seen. I mean, that's the big thing here, I guess, well, two things. Obviously, Kamal Hayes definitely spending himself as a, a uh, not even a rising star. I think he has arrived in that sense. Uh, Brian Everett saying he's an up-and-coming star. This match was five stars for the, the match itself. Um, I would agree. It was a very good match. Again, if you look at it on paper, the, uh, the action itself was very, very good. There was one point, a top rope, like um, an, an X superplex or, or something like that. It looked really, really cool. Um, I really liked it a lot. Um yeah, so I, I can't complain with that. Uh, definitely Roderick Strong, uh, I would think, is he, he's in a weird spot coming out of this. We've been talking about it for a while now. Very much, uh, we are now in the, the 2.0 era. So a guy like Roderick Strong, probably uh, him and Ciampa are really the, the elder statesmen, if you will. So they are kind of left um, in limbo, especially if they don't get called up. And I have a hard time thinking that they're going to call Roderick Strong up. No knock on him at all. He's a world-class talent. But I just, I don't know if I see that. Like, I don't know. Ciampa makes some sense. I, and I, I can see that more easily, I guess. But, I mean, at least for me personally, just like, uh, I started watching NXT when Roderick Strong was firmly in Jonas Budera. So I haven't really seen him in that singles role. So I have a hard time kind of seeing him, like, uh, in that sense. I think it's possible. I think, I think he'd do great on the roster in that sense. But especially with the, uh, yeah, as, you, as you've been talking about, the uh, report that he has re-signed. Um, in theory, he's not going anywhere in terms of any companies. And now it's a question of how, how are they going to use him on NXT or the main roster. Stephen Chambers saying he'd like to see a rematch. Maybe they'll do, do that as a short-term thing. Um, but then beyond that, I just don't know. We have, he, he does have the diamond mine. Um, so there's that. And I think that that could be kind of a good uh, you know, path forward for him. But yeah, by never agreeing, not quite sure what they could do with him on the main roster at this point. Uh, so I have to imagine, at least for now, he'll he will remain one of the the real veterans on NXT. And I don't think that's a bad thing by any means. But as we've been seeing, definitely the young guys are getting the spotlight here. So that is a uh, something that we'll have to kind of wait and see what they do with him. DJ is saying that Camilo winning shocked him. He thought it was Strong's night. Uh, is it just NXT Universe's loyalty to the product? Or are they going with the babyface turn for Strong? I think it's the loyalty because uh, Strong came out tonight and he did get some cheers. And I definitely think that there was that sense of loyalty um, and that he is an NXT lifer at this point. And uh, as I said, I think he's going to be there for a while. Um, because again, I, I just I started thinking of him really doing any better on the main roster at this point. Uh, but John, you mentioned yourself here, Josh, after saying he did have a good singles run before before the speed era, uh, before that chapter of his career. So you never know. I think it's possible. But mentioning that the the NXT fans' loyalty nicely segues into the next point. AJ Styles was back on NXT tonight uh, to confront Grayson Mara. They did not have a match. Uh, the, the, ma the graphic for the segment would, would lead, lead you to believe otherwise. They did not have a match. Uh, instead styles came out. He said that there, there's something special about NXT and, and my brain uh, kind of sarcastically thought, Oh, there was, and, and they ruined it, but not, <laughs> not going to go there. The NXT is still very special. Obviously it's a good, it's a great product in, in many, many ways, but, um, Good promo from Styles talking about the NXT fans and saying he, he'd be quote-unquote damned if he was going to let someone like Grayson Waller uh, ruin the NXT 
the XC brand, the XC fans' loyalty, and everything. Um, good promo, good have Age of Styles on Raw, but Wilder comes out and very fairly says, "Oh, hey AJ, you just got crushed by almost on Raw, so there you go." Uh, and Styles kind of fired back, well, "All right, you want you like let's let's have a match here and now, let's do it." And Wilder said, "No, no, we're gonna do this next week in the main event." So finally, these two guys are gonna have a match next week and that's just saying it sucked that AJ didn't wrestle I mean the, the card was pretty stacked as it was the main event um not that it was short changed but there wasn't really a lot of spare time other than some of the the questionable uh, non-wrestling segments we got here tonight but uh John what do you think about this segment from AJ and finally the fact we will finally get a match with AJ and uh and, and while we're here yeah, I don't think anybody should doubt the impact that Styles has no matter what show he's on. He was unanimously cheered tonight on the show. Uh, Waller was unanimously booed. It's been like that for quite a long time now, ever since pretty much you know, what he did to a couple weeks ago there. But um, Styles is almost like that unsung hero because... You know, people like the NXT 1.0 guys that are pretty much gone. So now when you get a main roster guy there, it's just like, he's the guy you know what i mean like i think this nxt run will be just you know maybe short term maybe see what what it, what it does for the numbers now he's definitely forwarded the speed of waller getting more and more heat every week i think and i think he just needs more time to become like more of a household name i think it will work eventually he's already getting heat if he can continue to become a bigger name uh, you know, and, and the thing about him is he already feels like a bigger deal than many of the other newcomers on the show. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, one that I think of, Andre Chase, Von Wagner. Um, besides Braun Breaker, I really feel like Waller has been like the guy, especially when it comes to face or heel, because he has been with some very, very big people uh, that mean a lot to others. AJ Styles, you know, Johnny Gargano and, and Herman asking if AJ Styles is a face. I think now he's probably a face. Now they are separated from Omos. He's been attacked by Omos. I think AJ Styles is probably a face. Also agree with Brian Everett bringing them ratings. Maybe not this week, although with New Year's Evil, I would hope it goes up. But I think next week, now that he has that confirmed match, I think it'll go up. Uh, depending on how much it went up this week, I think it'll go up next week too. So yeah, that, that was good. Calling out Grayson Waller, having the match there. Uh, kind of setting the stage for a main event next week. I saw a comment earlier from somebody asking if they thought next week was also New Year's Evil because of how stacked the matches. Of course, it's not New Year's Evil again next week, but uh, I understand that comment of how they've kind of, yeah, from DJ here, uh, because they have stacked the card pretty big next week uh, with uh, just the stories they've built have been pretty good. So it, it can never hurt to do that in advance. Yeah. I, I think even if it's not a, you know, and new year's evil part two, it's a very good episode of NXT. And I, I tweeted about it during the show. I thought they were very, very smart. I think it was during the first hour that they, they set up and, and or officially announced several things for next week's show. And obviously I, I think as you mentioned, John, I, the, the viewership will probably reflect some increase this week even if it's not a big big one i think i think it will be a bigger number because it was a special show we saw that with halloween havoc so i have to think that'll be the case for this one title matches riddle was on the, was on the card walter was on the card styles was advertised to appear at least not have a match but um then they wisely kind of set up these uh, announced matches and set them up for next week so that maybe in the hope that some of those uh those viewers for from tonight will 
come back next week. I think that's just a very fundamental kind of thing. And, you know, it just makes sense. It's good, good to see them doing that kind of stuff. Uh, Stephen pointed out they announced several things here. Might as well just take a little bit of a sidebar and run through them. So we do know that we're going to see AJ Styles, Grayson Waller, Zion Quinn, Santos Escobar in a match where the winner will leave with Electra Lopez. A little bit of an, like a ruthless, ruthless aggression era throwback for you there. Pete Dunn and Tony Angelo in a crowbar on a pole match. And also uh, uh, Boa versus Solo Sokoa and uh, another match as well. As well as Wendy Chu and um, Persia Parada and Indy Hartwell facing Casey Kettenzero, Caden Carter, and Amari Miller and some women's tag team, a six man, six woman tag team match in there. So, you know, already, like, I am always a fan more for than not. If you give me, like, what looks like a pretty full card a week in advance, I just, it's, it's something to look forward to. You know what you're going to get. You can't get upset uh, unless it's that bad. Um, so I like that. I just, I, I like knowing what we're going to, what we're going to be getting. Uh, and, all of these matches, I think it's a solid card with AJ's as, and each each of them has, or for the most part, they each have some meaning. As John, you were saying, the stories they're telling here as well. So I think we're set up for two strong episodes here in a row here. But we haven't even finished talking about New Year's Evil. So the next matchup was, of course, Riddle and MSK facing Imperium. Riddle and MSK came out, and they the announcer, the broadcast team was talking about they got like this this uh, high, you know renowned DJ, and he remixed the the Riddle and MSK theme. I thought that was pretty fun. Um, MSK, I mean, maybe it's working with Riddle. Uh, they've actually been getting some, some cheers lately. They've kind of flipped the narrative a little bit in terms of, you know, there was a time not too long ago when they were getting booed. Now people seem to like him again. Facing Imperium. Imperium comes out. I love their entrance. They just feel like they could be such a great stable if they give them the right chance. And uh, this match definitely a case where I thought they looked great. Didn't get the win, but, you know, definitely a very, very fun match. We got one, a couple exchanges of, uh, of Riddle and... Uh, of Walter, those two guys have met on the independent scene. Some, uh, I think, at least once a very good match. Haven't seen that in WWE, but after this match, I definitely like to. Um, but I thought this was very, very good. Uh, I kind of figured that you wouldn't see Riddle lose. I mean, he lost last night, so kind of figured the, the good guys would win, would win this one. Um, liked the match a lot. Good one for MSK. Get them back on track. In a way, I would have would have liked to see um, would would have liked to see Imperium win. Uh, but especially with, with how the, the boost of getting Walter back, Brian Everett saying he, he gets goosebumps when Walter comes out. He just has that presence saying he, uh, Brian saying he makes Imperium. Um, but this was great, you know, a, a good match here. And also kind of seemingly pretty clearly ended Riddle's brief run on NXT. The shaman has departed. He, he, he gave uh, MSK his higher education, John, with a match uh, and the, the outcome of Riddle leaving. What do you think about all this? Man, I don't really know what to think of it uh, specifically because there's a lot of moving parts to everything and the way that they've kind of done things. I don't really think because like there wasn't much advertisement here besides like just kind of throwing it at us there. Like, do you make anything out of like them in advance, not really making it kind of more of a big deal? Um. I mean, it was like it was one of the featured matches on the show. They they built it up with the MSK Riddle things. Could they have built it up a little more directly in some ways? Yeah, they and obviously, well, I guess in a way, this match, this this whole card really, it was all about uh, Brown Breakers, Master Champa. Like that was the big draw. So not not that it was a one match card, but like that was the the main event. So I guess they wanted to maybe put the the extra emphasis on that, and, and kind of maybe in doing so, maybe took some of the the 
of the emphasis away from from this match, maybe some others. So I think I would agree in that sense. This one kind of flew under the radar in that way. Um, but I don't think they're not su- suffered for it. I think the, the in-ring action over deliver not over delivered, gave you everything you would want and more. Very, very good match. You know, good kind of happy ending for this this arc that MSK has been on. And the Imperium were great as well. Uh, they're not too too hurt by the loss. I mean, it, it is Riddle and MSK, you know, great talents like that. Um so yeah, and, uh, and and again, maybe in a way they could have promoted it a little more because it did feel pretty clearly like at least the, the end for now with Riddle because he literally rode off into the sunset. And that's just saying she's sad to see him go, that she likes seeing Riddle multiple multiple times a week. And um, again, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll respectfully disagree. If, you, if you're happy with more Riddle, good for you. I'll be uh, a little a little relieved to uh, go back to once, if not twice at most a week on pay-per-view weeks here. To, uh, to go back to that but I thought like I can't knock the guy uh, he did he played the part well it was good to get to get uh, MSK back on track like that it made sense right MSK and Riddle they, they make sense together uh Michael coming and saying he decided to see Riddle go it felt like MSK was missing their third amigo I like that comment there I mean yeah they they, they go together very very well and and Riddle he made this work very well he's making Archie Grove work with Randy Orton very well you know, they, they both are playing the parts very very well in that sense so you know, as much as I, I knock Riddle sometimes, I think he, he plays the part very, very well. So I can't knock him on that one. But um, a little sidebar. Yes, there was Sean, it was Sean Rassap of Fight for reported that uh, reportedly Jeff Hardy was supposed to be the the shaman uh, initially. And, and his release drastically changed those plans pretty much at the last minute. And they had to pivot to Riddle. Um, just kind of at the drop of the hat like that, and they, they filmed they filmed the vignettes and everything because they had to. And I thought, if, if assuming this is true, I find this pretty surprising. I mean, because I guess in hindsight, Riddle just makes so much sense. I, the 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 way that these guys, you know, have a certain um, penchant for certain activities, if you will. Um, I think it makes like it's almost weird. It's like I didn't ex- I didn't see it coming, but then when when it was real, uh, re- revealed to be Riddle, I was like, oh, that makes sense, cool. And and now that you have a big Hardy, it's like. I'm again not the biggest fan of Riddle, but I don't know if I would have liked that much uh, that option as much. John, would you have wanted to see it be Jeff Hardy? Were you happy that it turned out to be Riddle with this kind of um, alternate timeline suggestion here? Just you know, knowing what could have been. Uh yeah. I mean, it would have been intriguing. I think Jeff Hardy would have made more sense and probably went over a little more. But I mean, Riddle was a good substitute to get in there real quick and get situated there. Yeah. And I think it worked out well. And that's just saying that Riddle makes more sense, at least to her. And I would agree, I think. Um, not to say Jeff would have been a bad option by any means, but uh, ironically, uh, I think the Riddle option wound up being, or the, the fact that they had to replace him with Riddle wound up being a, a good thing. So, uh, well, like we were saying, MSK back on track, back on track in the tag team division here. So, uh, with that in mind, yes, as, as Josh, Josh Hefner and others have pointed out, the Dusty Cup is coming back. The men's tournament will kick off in two weeks. The women's tournament will kick off at some point in February. So, with that in mind, TJ pointing out at one point, the Creed brothers told MSK they're going to win the, the Dusty Cup. Uh, and DJ was asking, was that kind of a way to maybe plant the seeds? So no, it will be MSK winning. And if, if so, that will be their second year in a row that, that they won. They won in 20, 2021. Um, they've also got Joe Gacy and Harland. They had a promo where they kind of declared their interest in challenging uh, or, or entering the, the, the tournament here. Um, I think they're, they might be a dark horse. I mean, Harland literally won his debut by smashing a dude's head to the mat before, until he stopped moving. So um I think he's definitely going to be kind of a powerhouse in that sense. MSK, former champions, you've got oh, Imperium are the champions right now. So probably not them, obviously. But uh, Briggs and Jensen, you've got, you know, 
Legato, another team as well. I mean, I think they, they've added some teams to the tag division. And because the November is another one, Jack and I, like they have options. I'm, I'm really struggling to think of any real strong contenders. Um, MSK are made men. I think they, they might do Gacy and Harlan to kind of build them up. Um, Grizzly Young Veterans, Stephen Chambers pointing them out. I mean, I, 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 I would like that if they finally got that big win, but this, the, their current gimmick is so bad that I just don't know. But on the flip side, that's just saying that Jack and Time could win, Stephen Chambers as well. Oh, no knock on the talent, but I hope not. Like we often say it here all the time, it's all about the booking. And to see Jack at Time win the Dusty Cup, like that's not it, man. That's not it. I, I hope not. Uh, Michael Covid, what three comments in a row going for Jack at Time here? But John, what what do you think about the Dusty Cup coming back and several weeks away here? Um, who do you think might, or I guess I should say, who's your early pick for uh, the the potential winner here? Uh, Jack at Time. Another one, man. And DJ as well. The, so the support's rolling in for jacket time. I mean, ironically, <laughs> they've been on TV. Um, you know what, won. Colin? It's jacket time. God, I hope not. I really do. The only thing worse would be like pairing Von Wagner with somebody because at least with jacket time, it's Kushida and I, I like him. But man, 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 man. I hope not. I mean, again, I could see it. Because this is NXT 2.0. Thankfully, Hermit, we're getting some sanity here. Hermit's saying he never liked Jacket Time. Y'all are crazy. Uh, but DJ said he's leaning more on Gacy and uh, Parker Boudreaux or, or Harland here. Yeah, I like that as kind of a, a dark horse option. And that's just saying MSK can't win two years in a row. I mean, I mean, they can. Anybody, anything can happen. Uh, I would agree. Maybe you'd want to build up a new team here by having someone else win. Uh, again, MSK, they are the former champions. Uh, we've seen them face Imperium before. They're probably going to get a rematch anyway. So. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably at this, at this very early junction going with uh, maybe Harland and Gacy as kind of an off the wall kind of thing. But otherwise, they've got they have they've got good teams. They're going to be good matches uh, if they kind of figure out the gimmicks here with Grizzly Young Veterans and Jacket Time. I think you know that would be beneficial. Uh, Stephen's saying he'd like to see Grizzly Young Veterans win again. I thought they had a great run, great run last year. I believe they lost in the finals to MSK, so that'd be a fun kind of um, full circle thing for them to finally get that that that, that nice triumphant moment there. Um, Brian, again, all about the booking. Brian Everett saying Jack Time is good, but it's a bad name. Yes, they are a good team, but it's bring, very... bring back, um, bring back Jason Jordan and pull Chad Gable down and have American Alpha win it again. No, Chad Gable is doing great things as the master, master Gable on, on Raw here alongside Otis. Um, I imagine they might draw in some other teams, whether it's from probably from NXT UK if they can with the travel restrictions and whatnot. Um, I'm not quite sure exactly how many teams will be in the tournament. They might, maybe they'll even bring one of the teams from the main roster down. I'm not quite sure, but uh, yeah, I mean, we're getting now. Speaking of oddball, oddball suggestions, DJ suggesting uh, we could have to see a, a kind of a weird combination of Von Wagner, also known as Edge Kali, or Andre Chase, uh, and, I should say, and Andre Chase is kind of an odd couple thing there. Maybe I mean I think we're definitely leaning more towards them feuding. And if, if you call that a feud, it does, doesn't really feel like a, a feud, more of a, a squash waiting to happen there. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but yes, we're also going to have uh, the Women's Dusty Cup. That one's hard to predict. They really don't have many teams, as Stephen Chambers pointing out. You've got Casey and Caden. You've got Persia and Indy. Um, otherwise, no, no. That's it. That's about yeah, it. That's, that's, that's really it. Um, <laughs> Toxic attraction. As a, as a champion. So, again, you can't even count the champions in that. So... 
that's that's even harder to call again if they bring some people down in terms of or or you know from the main roster if they can't from UK, i don't know um i think i believe that the women's tournament was smaller than men's last year for that very reason smaller in terms of you know less matches less less teams um for the for the women uh i would i would lean toward picking persia and india i think that'd be good um but when, when you've only got two real teams here um you know, I, I have to think that's going to be them. DJ calling them the Index Girls, I and mean, the, the the lasting legacy of Index at this point. Uh, Nesha picking Casey and Caden. I I think they're a great team. Yet again, it's a gimmick. I think they're a great team, but they're just they're, they're they've had these vignettes of going to the concerts and partying and all these things. Um, yeah, that's that's not it. I'm hoping I'm hoping it's going to be Persia and Indy. Uh, Brian saying they remind him of the Iconics. Good good comparison. I like that a lot. They are of course. I think they're. I think they're both Australian as well, ironically. So that is a very good comparison. So uh, the the Iconics 2.0 in some ways, that they'd be my pick. And again, when, in the tournament, when you've got uh, pretty much only two legitimate teams. Unfortunately, Fernando Fernando, yeah, WWE had enough women for a tag tournament, and then they didn't because the, the kind of combination of, uh, of budget cuts, quote-unquote budget cuts, and, of course, the, the ongoing pandemic. Um and you've, you've had options. We could see any number of kind of random teams. Uh, Tiffany Stratton and Mei Ying, also known as, now now known as Wendy Chu, and a number of other things. Um, but yeah, I guess again, really only two at this point that I can think of. And two real options. I'm going to go with Persian and Dijon. Would you agree? Do you think we're going to get something uh, that we that we can't even predict? There'll be someone random. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, Indy. And Persia for sure, and then Dexter Loomis presents the Dusty Cup to them, and when they get the Dusty Cup, he opens up his jacket and pulls out his hatchet. And don't say it. I'll stop there then. No, no, no. I'm kidding, John. I got kidding. I'm like, <laughs> what, 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 what's he gonna do? This is the start of a story where he will basically. I don't know. He's going to like hide the dusty cup and he's going to have the hatchet. He's going to like threaten everybody with the hatchet, you know, because then we're going to start our old mur murder mystery that we were talking about a couple months ago. No, I didn't. I did not love index. Not. And I still don't. And I don't know why Persia is wearing an index t-shirt. It makes no sense. Why is she she's wearing the bestie, John? She's the why bestie. is she, she she's, wearing she, a she t-shirt? She supports her friend's relationship. She's the, she's the best friend of the of a married woman. Okay, she is she is supporting their love by wearing the merch, by flaunting it to the world, singing it from the rooftops, and and just and, and showing her approval for all to see. And I think that's a beautiful thing. That's a power. Oh, okay, okay. So so we're talking. I was talking about things that I didn't like, and 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 index is one of them, but. I need to talk about Von Wagner Boy. attacking fans at ringside. Mm -hmm. Look, this uh, this particularly wasn't a bad use of either Andre Chase or Von Wagner, but I, I, I'm not quite sure what we're doing with Von Wagner attacking, again, and I quote, a fan at ringside. He, I mean, he is somewhat starting to find a little bit of a personality as a heel. He needs serious help on the microphone. Serious help on the microphone. Whatever story he's trying to tell, I have absolutely no idea what that story is. He almost tossed that fan over and literally almost put him into the steps. This guy's head almost went off the steps. I, I don't understand 
the interruption of Andre Chase giving a full scholarship just because somebody didn't get thrown off of a roof. I mean, oh, if you want to take if you want to take me upstairs and not throw me off the roof and then give me a full scholarship, okay, let's do it. Like, I don't get it. Chase oh, is doing better than Von Wagner, but both of these guys have been the biggest jokes of the newcomers so far. But Andre what? Chase is by design. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's uh, Stephen Chambers right off about here saying that uh, Lurch Von Wagner is that. Uh, Man, just the again, seeing the wrestling Twitterverse unite and just the disdain for Von Wagner, beautiful thing. I just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't mean to knock the guy, but like, it's just not. Von working. Wagner needs the help of Doctor Shelby at a yeah, therapy session. Oh my gosh, he has snapped, and he needs some help in that sense. Uh, Steven, kind of alongside what you're saying, John, he needs help with the promos. Steven's saying, just give him a manager. Don't even have him talk. Uh, if I may, let me read what, one thing that he that he said that caught my eye. He said, "Tune into the Von Wagner watch along." And see who I like tune out next or, or something like that. I'm like, my gosh, who writes this crap? And let alone again, it's uh, it's pretty much if not 50-50, it, it is very much a combination. The the writing itself and the delivery. So as we we, we talked about on Raw with Liv Morgan, if you're a world class talent on the mic, you can probably make bad writing come across as decent to good. If you're not, no, no, it's no, really no. gonna stand out. So Yvonne Wagner. This was bad writing, or bad lines, if you will, and the delivery was not there. I did not like that at all. Yeah, and um, let's let's not let's DJ. Let's not let's not put Heyman with Wagner. Can no, we no, please no, no, not no, do no, that? No, no, no. <laughs> oh no, keep him. Let's far, put far nobody away. with him. <laughs> oh, but uh, you mentioned Von. Yes, Von did snapping and, and attacking the fans. That was scripted, and I, I joked on Twitter. Oh God, I, like, I oh. hope so. <laughs> He actually stopped would have a big problem. Uh, but Brian's, <laughs> Brian's saying it was, uh, yeah, that's scripted. I, I joked about during um, on Twitter, I said, oh, maybe maybe they'll write Vaughn off, off of TV after this because he was Fire. Him. I don't want to go that far, especially. He would, he, 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 I, I, I didn't mean like, I didn't mean in real life. I meant how they, they escorted him out of the building. They could say, like, you know, that he was fired or suspended, yeah. and then he comes have back. Come back later. Um, I mean, I, I for a solid like sixty seconds, I hope that I tweeted that you'd get at least storyline suspended. Give us a couple weeks and give them some time to kind of, I don't know, go to promo class, do the work. I don't, nothing is not already doing that. I'm just saying, you know, take a couple weeks off, do some things. Um, but no, then like maybe two minutes later, he was backstage and he confronted Diamond Mine with Roderick Strong at the trainer's table, and he thought that would be a good opportunity to get an Ivy Niles face because that's what real men do. Um, yeah, so I've, I didn't mean to overlook it earlier, but now it looks like Roderick Strong, you lost your uh, your Cruiserweight title, but you, sir, have won a feud with the NXT breakout star, Von Wagner. Oh. <laughs> if anybody can make Von look, look good, it's going to be Roderick Strong at this point among the options, but you know he's not going to win that feud. So, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't know, man. Uh, Steven's saying, you know, kind of thinking about what to do with Von Wagner, maybe uh, to kind of take the weight of, off of him promo-wise, put him pair him with Gacy, and then maybe have him team up with Harland. I mean, that'd be, be something. Can't really, I mean, they're the worst things, and that'd be, that'd be one way to have him be on the show and without cutting promos and saying things like the Von, Von Wagner watch-along. Um, side, side note, I, re I really liked the Andre Chase, uh, the full ride scholarship to Chase U. I thought that was very, very clever. 
and something you don't i mean there it's a very like a niche kind of gimmick like it's it's not i don't remember ever, ever really seeing anything like that um he, of course it was a student who who almost got thrown off the roof last week speaking of murder or or almost murder mysteries uh here on nxt um so brings student down gives him a, a full ride to chase university i thought like that's cool man like if, if they're gonna have a gimmick like that you might as well lean into it they, they got the student section they've got um you know the, the theme song and all these things like I like it, and we, we've had uh, the, the vignettes where he's in class. Like it's it's fun. I like it. And John, you mentioned he's one of the biggest jokes on NXT, but that's by design. Like he's, he's a it's a comedic gimmick, and I like it. Whereas Ryan Wagner, not so much. Brian Everett saying Andre is over. Uh, DJ wondering if Andre's turning face. I mean, I, I agree he's over. It's working at least for me. I've, I've liked it from the start. Uh, is he turning face though? Um, it's hard to to imagine this gimmick as as a face kind of thing. Like it's very much it's it's anno it's annoying, and it's like if you like it, you're gonna like you're gonna cheer it, you'll enjoy it. But if you don't, you're gonna want to see whoever it is beat them up because because it's you know annoying in that way. It's 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 kind of like uh, in the in the eye of the beholder kind of thing. But of course, yes, he's getting over as Steven saying, but he does need to win some matches. That's kind of a, a very much a difference maker. Hopefully, he does soon. But if he's gonna be feuding with Von Wagner anytime soon. It's not going to be happening there, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I like the gimmick. I don't love the pairing with with Von Wagner here, but again, now now we're seemingly teasing Von and Roderick Strong. Not sure if that's any better, but that leads us into another title match here on NXT New Year's Evil. It was a triple threat match for the NXT Women's Women's Championship: Mandy Rose, Raquel Gonzalez, and Cora Jade. Kind of tough to call heading into it. I was pretty sure it would be Mandy retaining. Uh, we had a good amount of, of uh, support last week heading into the show for, for Cora Jade. Not so much uh, in terms of predictions for Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, Mandy, big-time star, comes to the arena in a helicopter. Now, John, you know, only the biggest stars get the helicopter. And Raquel, Charlotte. Raquel tried. Yeah, the Charlotte Flair won. I think Ric Flair, of course, did it back in the day as well. Uh, but, yeah, the Charlotte was definitely the, the most uh, recent example. So biggest stars get the helicopter. And then Raquel Gonzalez tries to one-up her by riding her motorcycle out to the ring. I'm like, she has rode a, a helicopter. Anything else just looks kind of silly. It's like, come on, she, helicopter is better than everything else. All right. And she then, came out, she came out to appeal to that 65 plus demographic tonight. Ironically, I think I remember seeing that the, the viewership last week, the, the demographic average was a little uh was a little 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 younger. I think it was like 58 or something like that off the top of my <laughs> head. So we're we're making progress, folks. We're we're making progress. But um and of course Cora had a skateboard. Good match, got some time. I liked it. I think Maddie Rose, I've said it before, she is just doing such a great job here on a great run. I like it a lot. I am glad she won. I think there's definitely a lot more they could do here, whether that's eventually having her split up with or, or having um, toxic attraction turn on her, or or any number of other things. Maybe Cora will get a rematch. I mean, this wasn't exactly a, a clean, decisive win. Mandy just kind of stacked her up and and got the uh, more of a you know a narrow win. It was pretty kind of down, down to the wire. So I could easily see a rematch at some point soon. Maybe Cora will be one to beat her anyway. Um, not sure if I see Cora turning heel. I mean, they are trying to position her as this kind of like fun uh, punk rock babyface kind of thing. Brian's saying he didn't like Cora taking the pin. Yeah, I would agree, but we were talking about it a bit last week. Like, if they if they are in theory potentially going to bring Raquel up to the main roster, don't have to her take the pin either. And getting like kind of rolled up like that, essentially, yeah, it's it's not that damaging. I was I was okay with it, but I, I can see why why you'd be kind of a little upset by that. But I would imagine that this is not the last time we're going to see Mandy and Cora Jade. 
might be one of the last times we see Raquel on NXT, but just my own opinion. I'm saying that that makes sense. It's around the Rumble time. Talked about that last week. That was widely uh, not only uh, our predictions, but in the comment section as well. A lot of you thought that would be happening. I think that would make a lot of sense. But John, what do you think about this title match and kind of maybe the only short-term direction for for Mandy Core and Raquel here? Well, Raquel obviously didn't win, but I thought she was the MVP of the match. She delivered in pretty much every capacity that she could have. It was she was the focal point of the match from start to finish. I thought the booking was smart. Cora Jade's not really ready for the moment yet. I had no problem with her taking the pin. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez will be in the Royal Rumble. I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, but Cora Jade is going to be a star in the future. But like I said, I don't think she's at that moment yet. Uh, well, she's still like 19 years old or 20. Yeah, like it's she's crazy. Very she's got plenty uh, of time. She's, in the, she's doing great so far. She's, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. It, it, it made sense for Manny Rose to retain. It literally was her first ever defense. But with that being said, uh, I'm not sure that she has shown the potential or skill to be a long-term champion in NXT for the women's division because it's so talented. There are so many there, uh, especially with this tag classic. We're going to have at least more coming in. So uh, I, I, I'm not convinced that she makes it past, I'll say, you know, the next takeover, which is probably around WrestleMania or maybe Valentine's Day or whatever. Uh, I don't think she makes it out of there as the champion still. But I'm also not convinced that Cora Jade's the next one in line. Now, if you're going to ask me who is, I'm not exactly sure yet. Uh, is Dakota Kai still in NXT? Yep, as far as we know. So I think she would be a, a good... I don't think she's actually ever won the title. So uh, maybe that would be a good choice. But yeah, I don't know. But the match was was good. Yeah, and uh, you know, kind of similarly, you, you made your prediction about Raquel. Brian saying uh, she'll probably get called up, not just to the Rumble, but get called up uh, maybe full time here. Saying there's nothing left to do for. Her. I don't agree. I think it's if if, if anything overdue. Uh, Nando's saying he likes to see Raquel go full on Kane at this season. Rumble is toss people out left and right. That'd be cool. I mean, she is a legit powerhouse. I think that'd be a great way to kind of bring her up like that. Um, so yeah, the Rumble only a couple weeks away. Maybe she'll take you know, a week or two off and then reemerge at the Rumble like that. That's what you usually kind of see uh, come out of the, coming out of this match here. But uh, you mentioned uh, Dakota Kai. I imagine, you know, maybe she'll get called up. And I should point that out as well. Steven, Steven Chambers agreeing that she also deserves a call up in the, in the same way. Other than winning the title, she's done just about everything she could do in NXT. So, uh, and she's been there for quite a while now. So I think she deserves it. Um, likewise, Eos Rice, as Steven's saying, another one deserves it as well. Maybe uh, DJ saying, uh, when uh, Zoe Stark is healthy, maybe she'll she'll get a title shot at some point. Or on the flip side, Steven saying, if Eo does not get called up, maybe she gets another title shot uh, because, of course, she's a former champion. And that makes some sense, even as a, as a short term thing. They've got options. Johnny mentioned they got plenty of depth, depth plenty of talent. Kaylee Ray, another one. Uh, I, you mentioned the, the new talent coming in. I, I've looked at for the Dusty Cups. They We can assume either. Uh, at the very least, some, some, maybe some of the, the performance center signings that we haven't seen yet will be arriving in some in some capacity. Josh, after you're saying Saray, maybe we'll make her return. Now we know that she went away to she went back to Japan for a little bit. Now she's back in the United States, so uh, she will probably show up at some point soon. Nasha saying uh, Tiffany Stratton maybe gets um, actually no, she's saying Tiffany's their future champion. I don't know about that, man. I mean, this gimmick like tonight she had one line, one line, and that she said she was on the phone. She oh, said, daddy. daddy, daddy, these girls are ew. And I was like, oh, daddy. 
Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh man. Like I, I've been, I've been saying since these vignettes started airing, like this gimmick is like it's so on that line of like genuinely annoying to the point of like go away versus like oh this is annoying but this is good heel heat. Like I can't quite tell where I fall on that line, but a line like that of like daddy these girls are ew. I'm like. Mm. She was oh. on the she was on the phone with me. Oh, good lord! <laughs> roll, roll, as as Conrad Thompson would say, roll tight on that one. My gosh, Brian saying horrible gimmick. Um, John, I'm thrown off by John by John there, but um, oh boy, uh. yeah, yeah. Um, future champion? Question mark. I mean, we've only had her. We've only seen her have like one match on XT so far. So. Um, John, you're just getting all the reactions here. Does that? Yeah. Oh, we are off the rails here. That was something. That's else. that's how NXT usually is. Just like the show, we're just like the show, you know. <laughs> you're getting credit from Ronda for running wild tonight, just like Hulkamania. And I should point out that the, the Tiffany was on 205 Live. Yeah, I just spent. We've only seen her once, I believe, and in, in the ring on on Prime NXT. So uh, another possibility, maybe maybe Toxic Attraction will get tail shot at some point, but. You know, they've got options. I imagine that uh, we'll see any number of these to very talented people get a shot at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Sean, uh, you threw me off my rhythm. I was doing so well. Um, <laughs> we'll talk that, about. We got to talk about the main event at some point. I did. We've done well, like actually putting out the main event for once. We ran through in fairly chronological order. Yeah, now, we have naturally time for the main event. Well, we're all here to talk about Tomasa Champa, Braun Breaker. NXT Championship, like I said earlier, uh, one of those matches, like uh, Kamal Hayes and Roderick Strong, you knew it was going to be a good match. You also knew pretty much like 99.9% .9 certainty, like it's going to go a certain way, and it did. Braun Breaker won the match and thus the title. During his entrance, he kicked this like plush NXT sign kind of thing. I don't even know what it was made of. He kicked it. It was the NXT like black and gold logo, and I was like, Get out of here, man. Like, we, we know you and XT 2.0 killed black and gold, all right? We know that. Leave the memories alone, all right? Just, just stop. Like, we get it. Leave it alone, all right? You don't got to keep burying it like that. Um, heart, goes out, heart goes out of Triple H on that one because, like, they're just destroying his baby. They already have. It's dead, dead and gone. But, um, you know, as, we, as we've been talking about for weeks now, tonight, the, the crowning moment for Braun Breaker, the crowning... Um, you know, of really of of 2.0 itself. Like this is like we've we've joked before, but this did feel like NXT 2.5. Like we we had the new stars arrive with the 2.0 revamp. Now we are in uh, the new new era of Kamala Hayes unified the championship to start the show. We end with Braun Breaker beating Tommaso Ciampa in a very very uh, competitive match here. A couple fun things. Uh, Rick Steiner, Braun's dad, was indeed at ringside. A couple of people at ringside uh, uh, tweeted that out. Uh, they didn't acknowledge it on the show, as far as I know. Uh, but after the show went off the air, various people on Twitter pointed that out that uh, that Rick wasn't was there. Celebrated with Braun. Tommaso shook his hand. Classy move, of course. Braun is Rick's son. He's also the nephew then of Scott Steiner, so he's got wrestling in his blood. Pretty cool there. And speaking of which, of course, many 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 of you would pick up on the fact that yes, Braun won the match with the Steiner recliner finisher, made famous by Scott Steiner. Um, one knock on the match here, as good as it was, yes, Stephen saying I, uh, that he would have rather have had Ciampa pass out than tapping out, because since when would Tomasa Ciampa tap out? This is the, the black heart, the heart and soul of NXT. 
Like, they didn't have to do him like that, man. Like, come on. He could have passed out. Still would have made Brown look great. Still would have been a good ending. Um, silver lining, you know, that, that that did really cement. Hey, Brown Breaker beat Champa. Like, can't even dispute that. But, you know, as, as a fan of Champa, you know, that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Very, very good match there. Several good, cool spots. Champa kind of dove, dove over, over the ropes onto Breaker there. Pretty cool spot. Uh, several good near falls. Champa hit the Widow's Bell, Fairytale Ending, all these things. Um, uh, Bright Breaker hit the Frankensteiner, all these good things. It was a very, very good match. And like I said, you know, crowning a moment for Breaker, good match, good uh, way to again kick off a new year in terms of this is the new NXT officially. John, what do you think about NXT 2. Point, well, I guess 2.5, or at least in the, in the in the here and now, Breaker winning and being the NXT champion? This was easily the biggest moment of NXT 2.0 to date. I think it was the solidifying decision factor step whatever you want to call it to completely erase 1.0 and its memories at least for now um i know it's only january 4th but every every year has to start out with its first match of the year contender we thought tonight we saw a very great match very good match braun breaker proved so much in the ring tonight it's clear he's ready for this he looks like an absolute stud. He wrestles like an absolute stud. He's pretty good on the mic, although I'm sure he'll get more work next couple weeks. I think he's ready to carry NXT for a majority of 2022, and I'm interested to see who and if anyone can challenge him this soon for that title. Who will be next in line? Who can challenge him and be really at the same level? Because, I mean, getting on Trompa, uh, I think he's done. I think he's going to the Royal Rumble. I, I know... A lot of people don't think he's going to go to the main roster, but I think I think he's going to go to the main roster. Uh, no commercial breaks was a very nice touch. Also, I, I like to see that uh, it was just a very good back and forth match the whole time. Um, you know, I'm I'm excited to see just how far they can advance NXT 2.0 now that like 1.0 is legitimately in the rearview mirror. So. Uh, thinking about possibilities. I mean, I really want to see Samoa Joe come back and, and try to get his match again. Although I don't think he would actually win, but Hey, putting breaker over Samoa Joe just makes him look even better. So uh, I don't really know who's next and, and I don't know how soon we'll find out, but I'm excited to see how, how they build off of this tonight. Yeah, it's definitely kind of like a, a new beginning in some ways, the beginning of a new year, literally, but for NXT, like this new chapter. Brian's saying Ciampa putting uh, Breaker over what was, was nice. And again, thinking about maybe uh, Ciampa. Not that he had a choice. <laughs> what a nice thing to do, man. Like he went out of his way, out of the kindness of his heart. But he no, he made Breaker look great, even beyond just the match result. He, he, he sold, sold great. Gave him a lot of, well, not just gave him a lot of offense, but you know what I mean. He made him look great. It's a great match like that. Did this, even some of the smallest things like that. Very, very good. Um, so, yeah, I, I could see him being in the, in the Rumble. Uh, but you mentioned some of these, uh, the short and long-term future for Breaker on as a champion. I would agree, yeah, he, he proved this night. He proved it against Johnny Gargano a couple weeks ago. This one, this one especially. He, uh, you know, say what you will about the fact that you're, like, fast-tracking some of these guys to the top. Breaker has taken the ball and run with it. Um 
And all this, this was his best match yet. I liked it a lot. Uh, good match, good win for him uh, in terms of some of these options. Uh, Brian pointed out Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn was one of the first ones I thought of. We do know Pete will be facing Tony D'Angelo in a crowbar on a mat, a crowbar on a pole match next week. Now, if Pete wins, I could see them doing Breaker versus uh, versus Pete Dunn. Maybe just kind of a if they do a special episode in February or just kind of a random show episode of NXT here or there. Um, assuming the next Taker or or not Taker, the next. Network event, premium, premium live event, whatever you will. Uh, that might be around WrestleMania time. I'm not quite sure. Grayson Moore, we've talked about that one before. That he's getting built up. If he beats AJ Styles, especially, I think that would make a lot of sense. And we've been talking about that. That seems to be uh, him and uh, Breaker have been two of the top kind of breakout stars here of uh, the 2.0 era so far, alongside Kamal Hayes. I think they should keep uh, Hayes and Breaker away from each other, have them be the champions, and like, just kind of have them both do great things kind of separately. And maybe build it up months down the road of like, oh, these are two great champions. Let's see what happens. No, don't do that. At like, I mean, granted, WrestleMania's a couple months away, but that'd be a little soon. Maybe you know, summertime or something. But uh, do that. You know, have them be separated like that. Um, Seems Emerson do give him Walter. I think that'd be pretty darn cool. Two two legit powerhouses like that. Um, they've got options, and uh, I think any any one of them would be interesting. You mentioned Smella Joe. Still don't quite know what, what's going to be happening there in terms of like we haven't heard anything since he vacated the title. I haven't heard anything about his, his 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 status whatsoever, so I can't really comment on that one. If Slash Lenny comes back, I think that'd be a great match, great feud because that's kind of one one of the very last kind of um, flag bearers of, of NXT, the old NXT here. So that'd be a good storyline. Match was next strikes the day of Walter, so that'd be a fun possibility as well. I mean. Good options as, as always with the start of title reign you like to think about some of the possibilities and they've got some good ones and that's all, that's just a way to set it up for success here um do want to point out give uh, nando some credit here he's saying new year's evil went full on quack quack car wash <laughs> and washed away the old nxt oh nando we, we love you man um yeah making light of it but that's what it did you just kind of uh if not wipes it away it firmly took that that one final step uh, or leap really uh, into this new era. So yes, we are now firmly in the new the new NXT 2.0 chapter of the of the brand. Josh, Josh, I overlooked this. Josh after point at Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes had a promo. He was talking about like he's gonna go 2020 to the moon uh, here in the new year, talking about his his hopes of kind of abandoning his quest for for green and instead chasing the gold, maybe challenging for a title um, sooner rather than later. I like to see that. Big fan of Cameron Grimes. They've got options. I'm sure any number of these guys are going to get a shot um, at, at, at either the title on it. It's going to be good. And that's just saying Grimes for champ. We'll like to see that. But again, plenty of options, plenty of good things here. Uh, DJ's asking about Boa. Yes, we got a brief uh, brief vignette for Boa before we get out of here. Boa had a, had a backstage promo and he was talking and he said that like the, the, the powers within him are uncontrollable. He, he can't control it. He needs help. He wants to face Solo Sokoa by himself. And then his his alter ego, his his other self, pops up next to him. So Boa is seeing things that aren't there. Um, he needs help, but uh, yeah, that we we know we'll be seeing that next week. It will be Boa against Solo Sokoa. Um, during this promo, he 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 asked his alternate self if he could face Solo by himself. I don't know if if the other side of him agreed to the terms or not, but we do know we'll be seeing that much next week. I, I don't know where it's going, man. We've gotten a couple of comments saying that Boa, like Von Wagner, needs uh, needs Dr. Shelby. Man, we're, we're getting a short list of people who need Dr. Shelby. We, went, we were talking about uh, Damian Priest last night needs help con conquering his inner Damian. Uh, Boa with this, you know, inner demon as well here. 
yeah yeah i don't know i don't know where it's going um i have to assume kind of like the andre, andre chase thing with von wagner really it's probably just just going to be to kind of establish solo sokoa and that's kind of the only objective i really see to it john you have anything to add about the ongoing storyline here with boa no not particularly uh it's really unpredictable what they're gonna do with him i i really haven't been able to pinpoint exactly where like they want to go with this uh especially since you know Zaylee kind of just left so <laughs> i i don't know it's really confusing confusing hard to predict you know we'll see what happens with it at least it's as always he's not getting on tvs he's got a, dis a distinct character um you know what you, you hope it's going somewhere so yeah you know and i i don't know if i mentioned but yeah rick Steiner was a ringside for them for the main event match there and they didn't really show it on the on the tv show but no he did celebrate with his uh with his son so that was a nice moment for them uh not not just saying he likes the side of john john being sassy and um bringing out his, his uh spicy side there but uh and, and likewise here about any little fun note nando paying tribute to the legendary steiner math promo saying anyone who challenges Braun has a 33rd and 8% chance of winning, but is also a second generation star, so that pulls down the chances of winning to 16 and 3 fifth chances, and even if Braun faces another second generation star, they will only have a 52 and 3 fourth chance of winning. Nando, we appreciate you for, for uh, bringing in the, the Steiner math there. We, we need the, the math experts here, because I, I certainly am not a math expert by any means. Um, boy, oh boy. Uh, we will, you know, with that being said, John, NXT New Year's Evil. It's a new year, a new NXT. I get, I guess, is the best way to look at it. What did you think about this show? You know, all things being considered here for New Year's Evil uh, this Tuesday, this Tuesday night. I thought it was really good, and I was really impressed with the show. Uh, I'm going to go with a seven point seven five for tonight. Stephen agreeing. Um... I'll agree. I don't want to knock the show too, too much or things I didn't like. I'll instead choose to focus on things I did like. The main event was very good. The opening match was very good. The wrestling was very good. John, I, I had an epiphany when I was watching the show. If Maybe a, a, a delayed epiphany that I should have realized much sooner. I still like NXT when it focuses on the wrestling. When it doesn't, it's pretty bad. When you've got the Von Wagner stuff and some of these other things, um, it's it's not so good. But uh, first, the show, show tonight, it was fairly good. Nashley giving a 7.5. Nando was giving a 7.8. Brian Ever giving a 7.5 as well. It seems like we're really right around a, a very similar mean here. Michael with a 10. There you go. 10 out of 10. Really enjoyed the show there for, for Michael. Always, and we're always kind of like, if, if I ever like seem like I don't like something, but you do, as I always say, more power to you. That's great. We're all here to enjoy it together. That's all that counts. Tony giving an 8 out of 10. DJ with an 8.3. Slowly lowering the score for Von Wagner, it seems. And that's fair. That is always fair. Uh, Kevin with a nine and Josh with an eight as well. So these are some like the, the off the top of my head, the, the highest numbers I can think of for NXT in recent weeks. So that's a good thing. Hopefully they can sustain that into next week. We know they have already announced a pretty good card. Herman with a seven as well. So, you know, fairly good. Fairly good start of the year, to the year for NXT. And with that being said, we're on to the next one. Nanda, we appreciate you so much for giving us, giving us a 9.5. Uh, screw that whole, that whole NXT thing. You're not a 9.5. Saying new John is a new bonus. It's a new year. It's a new John. Dropping daddy lines. 
Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, on to the next one here. Well, all, all of our shows are on Johnny and I are always here on Monday to talk about Monday Night Raw. Here on Tuesdays to talk about NXT. Uh, if you're part of Team AEW, uh, Marcus Dominic, the two Diamond Dudes on the Red Page cover all things AEW. Schedule permitting, Robert and I are here on Fridays to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. Um, and otherwise, we've got a great stream of interviews constantly coming at you guys. Bill Pritchard dropped his interview with Hall of Famer Mark Henry today. Make sure to check that one out. My interview with Matt Cardona should be coming up soon here this week on our, all of our platforms. Here, looking forward to that one. That one meant a lot to me. Hope you all enjoy that when it does go out. But otherwise, here, all that stuff and more, all this great content, always at your fingertips on all of our platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be, we've got you covered. So that being said, you know, again, as always, now I will try, try to take a moment. Thank you guys, everybody, so much for your support. Listen to us ramble on for tonight, nearly an hour of the, of the wacky wild world of wrestling where Von Wagner is doing weird stuff and, and Bo is seeing stuff that's not even there and we're we're watching stuff that actually is there and it's whether it's a good show or, or a bad show or anything in between we appreciate your support we appreciate you guys for just chipping in and making this fun he's like i've i've made it no secret i'm not the biggest fan of nxc at this point but i watched the show and i come here to talk about it with you all because that's what we do because we appreciate you all we appreciate you all so much every single week for tuning in week after week it means so much from the bottom of my heart thank you so much and with that being said john the world is a terrifying place. Can't trust that enough. But we try to escape it through the, the, what we all come here to enjoy. And in doing so, John, we try to do one thing. Can you tell me what that is? Enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.